everyone, and welcome to this special children's picture book edition of the Fremantle Press podcast. My name is Helen Milroy, and I'm one of the authors and illustrators of children's books published by Fremantle Press. I'm absolutely passionate about storytelling. I love it. I love picture books, so I'm very excited today because we're joined by Ruth DeVos, the co-creator with Danny Parker of the book Shine. Ruth DeVos's illustration work has grown out of a career as an internationally recognised textile artist. Ruth combines traditional pencil, gouache, collage, screen printing, that's a lot of techniques, Ruth, and digital techniques to create fun scenes and worlds. Ruth's passion lies in illustrating children's books. As a mother of six young children, she is an avid and critical consumer of children's literature, and she also has a ready source of drawing inspiration right in her home. Ruth, welcome. Thank you, Helen. It's a pleasure to be here. Ruth, I'm, I'm really excited to be talking to you today, and I'm really interested in getting to know you a little bit more. So I'm going to start with a really hard question. Tell us a bit about yourself, and are you a local? Well, I was born in the Netherlands, raised in Albany, and then moved to Perth when I started university. I think that pretty much makes you local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, what sort of books do you remember reading as a kid? Oh, so many books. Uh, we would go to the library every week because two weekly was too long between library visits. Yeah, I, I loved reading. I had my nose in the book all the time and I was constantly being told to put my book away and know do what needed to be done or watch where I was walking but I also really strongly remember um, all the books that my mum would take out of the library which were all um, very inspirational art books just general interest books everything under the sun there was a constant stream of books coming through the house. Do you have a favourite book from your childhood? (laughs) That's too hard. (laughs) Fair enough. I must say I had an enormous number of books that I, I liked as well in fact I always tell people I grew up on comics I loved reading comic books. Oh, yes, yes. So how did you get into the illustrating? I mean, it's one thing to be an avid reader as a child, but it's entirely another thing to to get into illustration. Tell us about that journey. I love maths and science, and so I did an engineering degree at Ah. high school. But while I was doing my year 11 and 12 studies focusing on maths and science, I took art as an outlet. And just absolutely loved it. So, um, and I always knew I would get back to that. And as soon as I became a stay-at-home mum to our first child, I took up textile art just because I always knew I wanted to get back into that. So over the years through my textile art, I've consistently kept sketchbooks. And as I started representing children in my quilts and drawing children more and more, those drawings became better. And people started saying, well, you really need to, illustrated children's book with these figures so I have to say though um the make a storybook competition from the children's book council of Australia that was the highlight of my childhood every year again so (laughs) there was illustration back there somewhere so perhaps it was always there but you had that strong sort of intelligence and and science background I guess or skills and so maybe you were pushed in that direction a little bit um so it took a bit of time to find that creative side again yeah, that's right. And look, I love the maths and science as well. So it's a bit of you can't do everything. But mm. now as a stay-at-home mum, illustration's perfect. Do you miss the maths and science? 
Sometimes. <laughs> my oldest son just started an engineering degree and I'm watching him a little bit jealously at the moment. Fair I enough. miss the study, I should say, yeah. Well, we, we do live some of our careers through our children after all, don't <laughs> we? <laughs> yeah. So what's been your inspiration all along for doing illustrations for children's books? There's probably a few things. There's the fact that storybooks are such a big part of our family life. We have six children and we make them read whether they like it or not they always learn to love it eventually um so we're constantly buying books reading books out loud there's always books everywhere so I guess you soon decide which ones you love and which ones you don't and just an appreciation for how incredibly brilliant children's books can be just completely inspiring so children's books inspired my textile art long before I thought that I would be an illustrator and one of the things that I really liked is the idea that a picture book is a very accessible art form Um, not everyone can afford an expensive textile artwork but everyone can afford a picture book and I love that my books can get into the hands of anyone really so it's making art available to everybody including children that's right I was really impressed by some of the illustrations, Ruth, because they're quite complex, they're very busy. You could almost just look at the pictures themselves and they tell their own story. Is that what you were trying to achieve? Kate, my editor, made me cut so much busyness out of my drawings (laughs) because I kept wanting to add more. There were so many things I wanted to tell in the pictures. I do love that sense of busyness because our home life is busy and I wanted to portray a real home not a Pinterest home or just a home where real life happens but I still had to be so selective in what we showed in the pictures there's so much more that could have been included so I'm happy that it comes across as busy and interesting. Oh it certainly does in fact now that you've told me that I really want to see the originals. (laughs) Well a lot of the bits that I had to cut out made their way onto the end papers. So does that mean then that you partly drew your inspiration from your home life, from the fact that you've got all of those children around you and all of the different things that they do and the way that they pull parents in several different directions all at the same time? Is is that where partly that all came from? Yeah, pretty much exactly comes from our home life. (laughs) Not to portray it as difficult or awful. I mean, parenting is difficult, but beautiful at the same time. So just wanting to capture that. But yes, there's a lot of memories there from my own family now, but also from my childhood and Mm. family memories from there. I don't think it just captured the busyness. I think it also captured lots of different emotions as well. Times of fun Mm. and joy, but also maybe a bit of stress there too and and exhaustion. Yes. (laughs) So what do you think you were hoping that the parents would find in some of the illustrations? Did you have a a message for them? Yeah, I I really felt that this was a chance to celebrate ordinary everyday moments. And I know, because I know that um, as parents, we can tend to focus on the milestones, the birthdays or the big family outings or the first day of school. And yeah, I really think that it's the stuff that happens every day that we don't notice that is so important to family and is actually really beautiful. So I guess it was the idea of celebrate those mundane things in your family because that's what makes you your own unique family or home or, yeah. I think that definitely comes through. I I certainly got that message when I was having a look through the book and just those little moments where you can just see that child and you just get that joy in your heart 
at seeing what yeah. they're doing. So I think those I think you're absolutely right. Those little moments are so precious and we don't we don't acknowledge them enough, I don't think, because we we are mm. so busy. So then mm. if we think about the kids and the kids that are going to be reading and having a look at those pictures, what do you think they might find from the illustrations? Yeah, I'd like them also to have that sense of family and to kind of be able to look at their own family and realise, oh, this is us as a family or this is my home. In my home, we do things like this and that's what makes our home beautiful and special. And, in fact, I think almost any child could see something of themselves reflected in some of the pictures, whether it's the chaos or the backyard or just the fun uh, rolling on the bed or just pulling at mum's leg. All of those things, I think, are very much real life, aren't they? They are. So do you have a process that you go through or how do you get the pictures? How how do you go about developing the actual pictures themselves? This book kind of was fuzzy and messy at the start because the manuscript is a poem and it was very open to being interpreted in quite a range of different ways. So narrowing down a idea didn't, necessarily fall into place immediately. I knew when I read it, I thought I'd love to portray the chaos and the mess, but also the beauty of family life, but not Mm. in a sweet way. I knew I wanted to do that, but how that would take shape, whether it was going to be different families on every page or one family. So there was a bit of back and forth between myself and Kate, the editor, and then also back to Danny, the author, shifting lines of verse from one part of the book to another and then as we did that we settled on portraying a day in the life of a family so that gave us the structure for the book so we started with early morning ending with bedtime Um, so then because this book related so well to family life and my own experiences with family life our family photo albums were a huge source of inspiration just looking at how people sit while they're playing how they look while they're engaging with each other Yeah, I guess that would be the main source here. And I have previously illustrated a picture book, which was quite a different process. It had a very clear storyline. And the challenge was in deciding what the setting for the book would be, whether it was going to be a city setting or a country setting. We settled on a beach town. So that was where the challenge was in that book. Whereas in this one, it was, once we had the idea, it was very easy to draw my inspiration from our our own home life and family photos, childhood photos. So you had a lot of scope to develop the pictures any way you wanted. It sounds like once you sort of got the idea, you just it just all came together fairly quickly. In some ways it did because I had an initial idea. I thought I would love to do it this way. I really didn't want to illustrate something sweet because I, my experience of parenthood and early childhood is that it's messy, it's not sweet. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we were right on the same page immediately. So that came together really well. There was a bit of back and forth with Kate making it work as a, a day in the life of the family. So we really shuffled some of the scenes around from one part of the book to another and we even cut out quite a number of pages along the way because of the flow of the book which led to a really great result but it's really hard to cut well they, what do they say kill your darlings it's really hard to do when you've drawn some scenes that you love and that's why I'm so thankful 
that we have an editor and that I didn't have to do it myself. I was going to ask you about that point because you also said that you had to equally cut out some of the busyness from some of the illustrations that you did. How does that feel? Because I I know myself when I do drawings, you you really hope people are going to like them and they feel so personal. How do you cope with putting them out there and getting the response back? There were some that were harder than others. So I had a scene that was a play fight, which used to happen when we were kids on the, you know, after dinner, everyone piled on top of dad on the on the living room floor. And it was fun to be able to include that. And then we had to take it out. Um, and part of that was because dad doing all the nonsense and fun stuff while mum was doing all the household chores. So... Um, the decisions all made sense and I was okay with it. Yeah, after the initial R, um, I was okay with it, but I really struggled to do it myself. So I was actually, I could see that having Kate do that was giving us a much better result and taking the pressure off me to be the one that made those decisions. Because you can't see clearly when you've been working on an illustration for a long time. Absolutely. You, you, you get so invested in it, it's hard to then be objective. So from your perspective, it was easier for someone else to make the decision than you having to cut it yourself. Yeah, and and to trust that she knows what works in a picture book. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. so Ruth, how long does it take you to do an illustration? It's so hard for me to tell how long something takes because it happens in between family life and it's a bit here and a bit there. I suppose a full scene is a week's worth of illustrating, but that's after their concept is there and approved. Yeah. So that's taking the rough to a finished illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, the roughs are so hard to gauge the time because a lot of it is spent mulling on ideas as you go about doing other things and then trying them out and then coming back to them. Yeah, so, but for a a full-page illustration would be about a week, I suppose, of Mm. drawing and painting and colouring. Once you're into it, it's hard to let it go, isn't it? You have to just (laughs) indulge in the illustration until it's sort of finished, otherwise you sort of lose that thread. How's that for you? I loved losing myself in the picture book project and just, well, just who else gets permission to just draw and paint and create worlds and and call it their job? That's just incredible. It's a bit of it's and, a bit of a that, bit of a, a treat, isn't it? I mean, it's a privilege to be able to do that. It's absolutely a privilege, um, and it, it come for me. I well, my biggest struggle then is not. Um, finding myself in an empty hole when the books, when the illustrations are submitted. Yeah. So just that description that you said, I've certainly experienced that myself when when illustrating or painting. You just get into this whole other world and this mindset that's so beautiful and so freeing. Do you think that's what we should be doing for children? Is that what we should be encouraging for children to be able to do as well, to escape from all the pressures of life and whatever else they're experiencing, to be able to escape into those creative outlets? I think it's beautiful if they can. Um, I say that with reservation because I have an 11-year-old son who lives in a world of dragons and conquests and epic journeys and probably needs to spend a bit more time in real life. But yes. Fair enough. A balance then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe a balance for all of us is a good thing. Yeah, but it helps them make sense of the world in which they live as well and, yeah, or learn how to have fun or just... Yeah, 
gives a sense of joy. Yeah, absolutely. And and certainly making sense of the world these days through storytelling and creativity and artwork, I think is really important mm -hmm. given the current circumstances we're all trying to uh, find ourselves in. Um, just That's a couple right. of questions to finish off, Ruth. Uh, what are you hoping to work on next? What, what, what are sort of things that you might look forward to in the future? Yeah, um, I, um, I'd love to illustrate another picture book when the opportunity arises. And in the meantime, I'm continuing to create um, textile artworks, um, botanical and childhood-themed artworks. And at some stage, I'd really love to see those combined a little more, bring some of the textile into my um, illustration work, um, perhaps a bit more illustration into my textiles, although I do a fair bit of that already. And it's interesting, I was just struggling with a botanic with a series of botanical pieces that I was working on. And then I pulled out a picture of a child that I've made out of fabric and pinned it up next to the pieces I was working on and it suddenly felt right. So I think that incorporating the children back into my textile art is definitely happening in the near future. So it sounds so like... Yeah, there'll be something creative. Something creative and something about kids. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. to me yeah. like that's almost storytelling through fabric and art in a different way, yes. just without words. That's right. And it's always been, in my textile art, it's always been about celebrating small, ordinary, everyday things, whether it's the local street flora and um, or um, children learning and growing and discovering nature and the world in which they live. So this picture book just fit in so well with my existing body of artwork. It was perfect. So, Ruth, are there any final words for us today? No, other than just keep making picture books a part of your life. They just they make the world a better place. Also for adults. Make sure that as adults we keep enjoying picture books and, yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. I've always loved picture books myself and even as an adult I feel like I still learn so much from the pictures and the artwork that are created for children and they're just as important for adults. So thank you very much for joining us today, Ruth. Listeners, you can find Shine by Danny Parker and Ruth DeVos in all good bookstores and online at fremantlepress.com.au. If you enjoyed our chat today, subscribe to the Fremantle Press podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. My goodness, that's a lot of different places, isn't it? I can't keep up with all of that. My name is Helen Muroy, and I have been your host today. Join me the next time as we continue our journey into everything books.